Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star, Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor, Super Contest, and Squares. At MyBookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice! It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your institution. Use promo code VOCNATION and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at MyBookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use promo code VOCNATION, spell it out, VOCNATION, all one word, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. From the rainy but the sun-fun capital of the universe, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, this is Dr. John Staney, and welcome to Pop Culture Stars. It's great to have. we got a whole slate of people, friends, no enemies that I know of, and a great guest. So uh, we're going to get started here. First of all, co-hosts, uh, Dave Atwell, how are you doing tonight? Hey, doing real good out here uh Nice evening and everything. Uh, I, I lost my breeze the minute I came out here, though. I guess uh, Mother Nature figured she'd uh, play another joke on me, but fixing to light up a delicious cigar from Godfather Cigars, and um, I'm enjoying, believe it or not, I'm having a vodka and cranberry juice. Not often I have one of those, but I saw the, the two bottles, and I said, ah. So I had one of those peanut butter and your chocolate moments, and I uh, put together one of those. But uh, I heard today, upon stopping at Godfather's, that a very close friend and co-host paid those guys a visit, Mr. Saxon. 
That place Who like Disney, that? isn't that? <laughs> Imagine was, that. I'm telling you, I'm man. Th- I'm telling you, beat down on me. Who did you say, Dave? Mr. Todd Saxon showed up at Godfather Cigars and enjoyed oh, the glory okay. of that building. He did. So uh, it was good to hear that. And uh, like I said, if you're in Jacksonville, go to Godfather Cigars, man. You can just get lost in that place. Fantastic. Good, good place to go. Well, I do have a story well, about that place. Well, good. Well, with no further ado, uh, another co-host. Todd Saxon. Todd, how are you doing? And tell us your story about Godfathers. I am outstanding to supernatural and ecstatic to be here. Um, Godfathers, um, this might be record time for tangents here. Um, has been, I'm going to take it off speaker here and echo. I apologize. Um, when it, uh, Godfathers has been go to for uh, Gary and I for a while. And he went ahead um, before he brought his, at the time, girlfriend to meet the family for the first time. They went over there and had a cigar. And she had a really negative reaction, as first-time cigar smokers are known to have. And that was her immediate experience before coming over and visiting us and meeting us. She was still green around the gills. Poor girl. But now, you know, she's a daughter-in-law, and, you know, she probably, actually, it was kind of good that she got all that stuff out of her stomach before she met us, because she probably would have done that after meeting us. So that's kind of the way it works. I don't think so, Todd. I think you and Yuki are pretty nice people. But anyway, that's, that, that, that's, that's an interesting story. And... We have from the eye in the sky in Indianapolis, we've got Tim Armstrong. How are you doing tonight, Tim? I'm doing fabulous. Always hungry to be here. Once again, enjoying another porch evening. It is getting a little bit cooler, so uh, they are running short, but I like my porch evening. And I'm not too far off from you, Dave. I'm enjoying vodka and Diet Coke. Later on, I might invite you to the... Uh, Vodka flavored with a little bit of cherry, just to uh, put that nice spin on the evening. So we'll see. But other than that, All right. great. Yeah. Well, that's good. All right. Well, let's see. Now, speaking of our of our guests, we have we have uh, one of the greatest wrestling, one of the two greatest wrestling fans that I know, and from. Arkansas, for sure, the queen of the wrestling fans in all of Arkansas, <laughs> Granny Hulkster. How are you doing, Granny? Well, hello, Dr. John. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad to be joining you all again. It's always a pleasure to be on this podcast with such wonderful people. Well, thanks. We're glad. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. I mean, you know, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I really appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. You, You deserve it. So tonight we have a really fun guest. We try to get him on as much as we can. It is, I like to call him Professor Wrestling. It is none other than Steve Logan from the Richmond, uh, Virginia area. Steve, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Uh, was just recently called uh, Diamond of the Demographic by uh, Devin Storm, so I feel on top of the world. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Well, indeed. Well, congratulations. That's 
That's that's wonderful. Um, so the reason we have you on here is you have the latest and greatest news about wrestling. So tell us what's going on in the world of wrestling. Now, if you don't mind, I'll tell everybody I'll tell everybody about this past weekend Sunday night in a little bit. But you know, tell us uh, other than uh, the Wrestling Tonight podcast, what all's going on in the world of wrestling, the big wide world of wrestling. Uh, well, in pop culture and wrestling, uh, Batista's and the, Dune, the new uh, Dune movie coming out. I figured I'd open with that because uh, that's some big. Uh, that's a big role for him. Um, he was in the news recently for kind of criticizing The Rock's uh, acting career and uh, you know not taking kindly to being compared to The Rock in terms of uh, their roles, their work. It's pretty interesting. Uh, and um, there was uh, an AEW pay-per-view uh, not too long ago, uh, and uh, tag titles changed. Um, it was a pretty uh, memorable pay-per-view because there was a controversy with the Matt Hardy, uh, Sammy Guevara, Broken Rules match, where Hardy fell off of a, a lift, and uh they thought, you know, most people thought they should have stopped the match, but they continued the match and anyways. And uh, Hardy, like, cut a promo on Dynamite saying that he's all right, that he'll make a recovery, full recovery. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot uh, going on. Uh, New Japan, I know uh, Jeff Cobb uh, recently signed a uh, contract with them. Uh, that's good for him because that's where he wanted to end up and. He did make an appearance in AEW briefly, but um, yeah, uh, New Japan has a American. Uh, they're they're kind of expand in the states. They got a show called New Japan Strong, and I believe it's Friday nights. And um, so yeah, it's uh, awesome for him. Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio are still free agents, but they're expected to possibly resign with WWE. Uh, there's interest from Bellator MMA to sign to get Brock to a fight. Uh, John Jones wants Brock Lesnar in UFC, so it's uh, pretty interesting news. It certainly is. So that so that's the long and the short of what's going on in uh, current wrestling, um, according um, to the professor there was, of wrestling, right? There was a controversy with uh, WWE trying to restrict uh, Cameo and Twitch from uh, their roster using their uh, stage names, their uh, wrestling names on these uh, platforms. I believe Cameo is probably off limits, but they want to – AJ Styles just came out and said uh, that they want them to uh, Twitch uh, stream still, so – it's uh, at first it was very vague, so there was a lot of backlash. I wasn't happy with it. Neither was Mick Foley or Kevin Nash, but um, uh, I think they've kind of relaxed on those restrictions a little bit since uh, announcing uh, their rules. You think maybe they just did that to see what the reaction would be from the stars? You think maybe they did that that they really didn't have any intention, um, or maybe they did? I think they the, didn't I think. Know. I think the roster didn't take kindly to it because um, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, w- with this pandemic, there's no live events. So they only work two or three days a week for the TVs. So 
I think they definitely, you know, want that uh, extra money on the side. So um, I think they're allowing them to do YouTube and Twitch, but they can't use their wrestling names, which I understand. They have their projector IP. Yeah, they got to. Yeah, they've got to protect their intellectual property. But you know, if if Mick Foley wants to go on as Mick Foley, I assume. It, by the way, now this may be a dumb question: Is Mick Foley the guy's real name? Oh yeah. Okay. He's I didn't got know many names. Maybe he, I believe that's his <clears throat> real name. Okay, I didn't know if that was he had another name uh, floating out there in the ether and. Who, who knows? He's got who knows about everybody? Michael yep. Francis. By the way, part, okay, all right. And one other thing that you mentioned, I did, I did want to ask. You talked about um, Jeff Hardy and his accident and everything. Oh yeah. Was there any? Was there well, anything? No. Go into that just was, a little uh, bit because that's kind of important. It was Matt Hardy who had a fall at the All Out Pay Per View and. He said he's – he announced on Dynamite he's going to make a recovery. Uh, the doctor that cleared – that checked on him was Dr. Sanson, who saved Jerry Lawler's life years ago uh, in that heart attack uh, moment on Raw. Um, yeah, it was a very controversial uh, moment because uh, I was shocked when I saw it, too. I, I thought I thought that was it. Like, I was surprised they finished it, too, but – uh, knowing uh, Dr. Sampson's credibility, I think he, you know, would probably know if Mac can continue or not. But there was a lot of uh, heat, uh, concern for Matt Hardy's uh, well-being, and thankfully he's all right, and he's going to return uh, with full health, he said, on Dynamite. So uh, that's good news for him. Jeff Hardy actually, Matt's brother, Jeff, actually uh, re-signed at WWE recently. So that's interesting because if he had not re-signed, he could have went to AEW with Matt and possibly teamed up again. Well, they're the best. They really are. They're, they're as good as they come. And I'm glad to hear that, uh, you know, that there really is a good chance that uh, Matt's going to be really back up to par and, back out wrestling and giving us all he's got because we sure do like that. Um, all right, it's time to go around the room. And I'm going to go in the following order. Ladies first, which will be Granny, <laughs> and then we're going to let Tim go, and then we're going to let um, Todd go, and then the curmudgeon of all time, Dave, will finish up our first round of questioning for the one and only Professor Wrestling Steve Logan. Oh my! What you got to ask? You just, what you got to well, ask? Well, you know, yeah, I'm just enjoying this conversation. I'm just trying to think of a really good question to ask him because he is so knowledgeable on this wonderful sport that we all love so much. I'm a humble guy. Um, I know something. you are. You're very humble. You're very humble. Uh, let me stay here. Okay. What got you into enjoying watching wrestling? I mean, did you have any favorites? What got you started in watching wrestling? Earliest memories are seeing either um, 
Sting on TV or Undertaker and The Rock was like the first WWE moment. <coughs> and uh, Undertaker awesome. and Kane, Undertaker and Kane are like my early favorites. And that just did it. That just tripped your switch, right, Steve? Um, all, my other favorites were probably like RVD and Jeff Hardy as a kid, but um, definitely Undertaker and Kane like throughout. Absolutely. Well, you never That's know awesome. what's going to happen. Somebody might end up being the mayor of Knoxville or something. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> That's true. How, 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 Very true. How lucky can the city of Knoxville be? They've got Kane. I don't know if he's much of a mayor or not, but he sure is a fun mayor. That's all I've got to say. He, um, I, Kane, Kane has a he's got a book too that he came out with, and uh, he's very intelligent. So they might be in good hands. But continue. Okay. All right, Tim, I know you've got a piercing question for the professor <laughs> of wrestling. Well, piercing. I was trying to pierce the veil. It's funny when, when uh, you introduced him and was talking how he is from Richmond, Virginia, my ears kind of perked up. My brother lives out there, and I believe he lives close to Short Pump. I would assume you're probably familiar with that. I myself don't know the area. But an old coworker friend of mine, and, and forgive me, I'm trying to look it up as I speak, so I'm going to botch this. And I, but I was just told, my question is, are you aware of this particular restaurant? Because I was told it was one of the best breakfast spots in the continent. And I believe it was called, like, Sauter White's or Sauter House or something like that. I'm trying to look it up because it's escaping me. Uh, does that ring a bell to you at all? Um, I've had to look it up, but um, I guess that's uh, I'm glad you mentioned. It. I'm glad you mentioned it though. But um, I haven't. I don't think I've been there. No. Okay. Well, and I, I wanted to key off what she was asking you. Um, you know, kind of what got you into this, and I was getting into uh, the spirit of things before before the show a little bit, and I was kind of reliving some of my childhood. You know, I remember watching things like the Hulk. That was big for me. It was WWF? I saw the Hulk. I I watched a bit of a clip between the Hulk and Rowdy Roddy Piper, but you mentioned the Undertaker, and I saw um, it was a highlight of all of his entrances. And I'm telling you what, man, if you weren't into him, there was something wrong with you. Because the the entrances that he had, I mean, it was like the whole place would just light up. You know, and you had smoke coming out of the tunnel, and he would come down. I saw one where he comes down from the ceiling. Uh, he was just – you never knew what that guy was like, but uh, – that was really all I had, so I'll probably uh, come up with some more or, or chime in a bit more in the conversation a little later. So I'll move it on down the line. I think uh, – Well, all right, all right, all right. All right. Um, look, I wanted to talk classic tag teams going in here, um, but something Steve said really um, – imagine that put me on a tangent. I know that's a shock to everyone. <laughs> Um, so you're talking about the medical care with things now, um, or doctors sitting there with the professional wrestling, um, sitting there checking people out in that W professional wrestling medical support has changed over the years. Um, we know there's been some, all kinds of nastiness from broken neck in the ring, I'll know about Mr. Yeah. Hart. Um, things like that. 
what do you think were really some of the big catalysts on that where um, because we know look people some of this stuff may be preordained but man some of those bumps are pretty damn real and like you just said here was something in a in a match it just happened no matter and, and you're talking a lot of professional experience people knowing their limitations and stuff still happens um right so when do you think the catalyst about the how they care for the wrestlers um changed uh i think it definitely uh probably was even more focused on after the benoit tragedy um i think he he just slipped through the cracks basically and uh kind of uh, made them shift gears, at least WWE, and then everybody else probably took notice. But, um, yeah, there's still, I mean, even after that, there were still incidents that happened where wrestlers, uh, unfortunately, either die in the ring or, or pass away afterwards. Uh, Silver King, uh, Paraguayo, I know Silver King was in Britain, I believe, when he was facing Hoobie. Um and one of my favorite Japanese wrestlers, uh, 2009, uh, passed away probably in the ring or after uh, Mitsuharu Misawa in uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, even with, you know, the advanced care that we have, there's still a high risk, in, you know, in wrestling. Yeah, the um, all the nights that we have don't have somebody that's actually bet from the business and that some of the bumps they take, you sit there, you watch it. You um, think anybody that's watched any degree of it with a, you know, sense of awareness of what's going on. You can see sometimes when it's like, Oh crap, that did not go as planned. And, uh, yeah. And these guys, you know, I mean, uh, and, and, Sometimes we see stuff where the other guy in the ring is not aware of it, you know, where something went sideways like it shouldn't have. And sometimes you see where both are on top of it and they'll just, you know, they'll find a way to work within the limitations. And then, and you got some guys that, man, they'll just work their way through it. And it's, uh, man, they, they do take some bumps. I'm just saying. It's uh it's interesting you you mentioned that because I I forgot earlier in the news part uh, Mickey James uh, was in some con- there was a confusion about the Mickey James Oscar match on Raw this week um, she had a title match with Oscar and the finish was very unexpected uh, she was in uh, submission hold with Oscar and the referee uh, thought Mickey James was hurt. I think we all thought she uh, – I thought the referee either messed up or or she got hurt. Like, apparently, like, I heard Lance Storm said or tweeted that the referee thought her shoulder was out. So that's why he called the match off early. And uh, the finish was supposed to be, like, her tapping out, I believe, uh, to the Oscar lock. But uh, it just was very unexpected, like – like how the finish, you know, was um, cut short, and uh, so and the, I think I think she's okay. Um, she, I was it's funny. I was watching her uh, YouTube show earlier, uh, GAW on YouTube, and uh, I think she's all right. But uh, there was some confusion about her being injured in that match. That's another element: referee awareness. 
and yeah, you know, and, uh, yeah. I think uh, <clears throat> Aubrey Edwards was trying to stop the uh, Matt Hardy match, but um, Doctor cleared him, and they were able to continue at the uh, All Out pay per view. Wow! Wow! Absolutely awesome. All right, Todd. Thanks for that first round of question. Now, the curmudgeon himself, Dave Atwell. What have you got for the professor of wrestling? <laughs> well, first off, uh, as we speak, we are joined by my lovely wife Dale, who came out here with a cigar of her own. So she's out here enjoying a delicious cigar from Godfather Cigars. So, uh, Dale, you're on the air. Say hi. Hello, everybody. She's over there chilling out, enjoying the evening and a cigar. Yes, I have uh, led her into destruction when it comes down to the uh, cigar smoking, but it's it's, uh, a lot of fun to sit out here with her. We listen to the music in the evening times and everything. This is this is our little spot, so we enjoy it. Anywho, she is here live, so. or kind of, you are alive, right? Yeah. Okay, you're alive. So, we're alive, uh, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be screaming if you wasn't, right? Uh, the question isn't really a question. It's just kind of a nudge in the ribs. Is, did you happen to see Sasha Banks in the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer? I think she was in it very briefly. But I did remember yeah. uh, either watching or I saw the news about her being on there. <clears throat> I had no idea she was going to be in it. And uh, I watched it. My son's been hammering on me about watching it since it came out. And I haven't had the moment to sit down. So when I was eating dinner tonight, I watched it. And uh, I kind of stopped and I was like, nah, ain't no way. And then, uh, you know, I went back and listened some commentary about the trailer and they said yeah that was Sasha Banks so you're going to have a loaded cast out here this year but it's good to see her and Gina Carano in there uh, doing their thing and you need need to have more uh, MMA and no more wrestlers out there getting into the geek culture the way they are uh, I I applaud it I think they'll do fine plus it gives them an opportunity and you know alluding to what you know Todd was just speaking on uh, much like you know, professional uh, ball players. All it takes is one bad turn, and uh, you're suddenly looking at a commentate commentating job. You know what I mean? So uh, you'll see her in there, and see Gina in there, and everything. A uh, lot of talent. Looking forward to seeing what they can do on there. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I. Um... I enjoyed season one. Uh, I need to uh, binge Star Wars uh, pretty, you know, pretty soon. Uh, I really liked uh, Esposito, who plays Moff Gideon in season one. I thought he was—he's a good actor. I liked him in Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. So I'm glad he's in Mandalorian and Sasha Banks too. So I'll be looking forward to season two. You know, Steve, I'm, I'm going to jo- I'm going to jo- jump in with a question slash comment. I've been watching as much as I can of some of the the lady wrestlers from the '60s and the '70s, and you know what? Those gals were vicious. They did they were doing snap mares that looked like they really hurt. And um, right. right, 
it's just, it's just amazing when you look at them. They they appear to be more vicious than the guys. I mean, you know, it was, obviously people like Stan Hansen and Vader and Kevin Sullivan, who's going to be with us on uh, wrestling tonight, this, this coming Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on the Internet. But those girls were hard on each other. And, Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was part of the fabulous Moolah's training. She taught them to be tough. And don't you think that they were, like, by and large, a lot tougher to get on with in the ring than the guys? Yeah, I think there's um, there's some – I know wrestling in general was hard to get into back in those days, but I'm sure Mula was definitely tough, uh, uh, tough, tough trainer. Um, uh, I know you watched the Dark Side of the Ring episode on her, which I thought was pretty interesting, and they kind of talked about her training and uh, some of the rumors about her, some of the, the good things about her. Um, yeah it's uh interesting how how long her career went on uh even into you know the 2000s um and her uh her good friend may young was uh pretty tough too she was both Mula and may were taking bumps in their advanced stage and uh there was even uh, a tournament uh named after may young called the may young classic with some uh, young women in it. They're pretty great. So um, their legacy is still there. There was some controversy with uh, the Moolah Battle Royal years ago, but um, her generation is still uh, definitely remembered. Well, they certainly are. And in fact, if anybody is interested, um, we've got a new friend from Columbia, South Carolina. He's a real wrestling aficionado. He's got some great uh, memorabilia. One thing that he brought to me Sunday morning that I took pictures of and put it up on ScaryCast. If you go to ScaryCast, you'll see the um, pictures of the Johnny May Young funeral program from uh, 2014, and I just think it's it's very very interesting. Um, it's just great memorabilia, and uh, he is interested in going with me to try to speak with some of the families. Of, of these great wrestlers. We do want to try to catch Moolah's daughter. We want to see if there are any, uh, any of Johnny Mae Young's um, family still around. I know that sweet Georgia Brown's daughter is still around, and uh, her, her uh, sweet Georgia Brown's son is a minister and might be able to track his sister down. Um, and see what we can find out about Sweet Georgia Brown. She was, of course, the first black uh, female wrestler that went on the circuit. She was one of Moolah's uh, students, and it was just it was just pretty wild <clears throat> and crazy. And because I am opening a business in in uh, Lexington, South Carolina, I'm going to have an opportunity to spend some time down there. And what little bit of free time I've got, I'm going to be talk, trying to talk to some of these great historical figures because I don't think anyone un, until um, that movie uh, Piss and Vinegar, um, the uh, the documentary about Moolah and uh, Mae Young and several others, I can't remember exactly who they were. That's been really about the last thing other than that dark side of the ring that I know of that went into depth and really talk to folks about uh, 
those days. And I think they're important historically. I mean, if, I don't care if anyone's interested or not. I know I am. And, you know, some of the folks on uh, Brady Hicks' show in the room and, of course, Scary Cast and, of course, Wrestling Tonight, we're all interested in those great days. We don't want to let them go. Uh, women's wrestling has changed, but we owe it all. We really do owe it all to Moolah. She did it. She did it unlike anyone um, else. So that was just kind of a, a comment. Yeah, yes, Steve? Uh, it wouldn't be a Dr. John show without a Moolah mention. <laughs> I had to remember you're, there. You're, exa- you're, exactly, you're exactly right. You know, for all the good, for all the bad, she did it. Nobody else did it but Moolah. It's kind of like Rick Flair. I got a, Nobody else did it but Rick, you know? I got a... I got a topic that you could cover on the, your murder one two three show. There was a a, a, Mex- oh, there was well, a Mexican female wrestler, uh, uh, Juana Barraza. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but she was uh, called the old lady killer, and she like uh, was sentenced for like seven hundred fifty nine years for killing between forty two to forty eight elderly women. Apparently, this was like a long time ago. Absolutely. Uh, I tell you what, shoot me a text message with her name, the closest spelling you've got. I'll uh, I'll talk to a couple people and see what we can find out. We'll inv- I'd be glad to invite you back for that murder one, two, three. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So <laughs> thanks for mentioning that. She sounds like a serial killer of all time in Mexico. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And uh, all is, right. is there any other uh, – is- John, I got a question for you. Is there any other uh, female wrestlers from maybe Moolah's era before that that you like? Uh, I've heard the name Mildred Bird, but I haven't really watched her work. Oh, she was gigantic. Uh, she was the reigning star before Moolah and tough as right. nails, uh, absolutely tough as nails. I don't know so much about her career, I mean, because I've just I've just focused on, on Moolah because she's from the Carolinas and and I've got okay. Can I can I tell my one little story that I see? I seem to be the only person that knows this story. This was told to me by Gary Sabaw, the Italian stallion. Is that Mula was in her Cadillac and she was driving about 90 miles an hour down Interstate 20, going back to Columbia, and the blue lights came on behind her and she stopped. She just reared up and stopped. Almost the the poor old highway, young highway patrolman almost hit her. So he got out of his car, and he he said, ma'am, um, and she said, do you know who I am? He said, maybe you need to get out of the car. She said, I certainly will. And she said, again, do you know who I am? He said, no, ma'am, I don't, so I want to see your license. So she picked that young boy up, all of 22 to 23 years old, and she threw him on the hood of his patrol car. She said, I am the fabulous moolah. And you don't stop me like that, and I've got to get to my house. And she got in and left, and he let her go. And this was in the 60s, and back in the 60s, things like that could happen. And uh, it wasn't exactly, you know, law enforcement wasn't exactly the way it is today with everybody uh, jumping on and finding out everybody's police record. So he just just figured out that she was the fabulous moolah, and he would just let her go. And I kind of don't blame him because she – she was uh, she was tough as nails. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have messed with her if I'd have known who it was. But anyway, that's just a great story, and it's I believe it's a true story. It happened around Irmo, South Carolina, 
uh, which is a suburb of Columbia. So I mean, that's that's what we got. That's my that's my mula story. I guess Steve, you caught me red-handed. I'll have another mula story next week. Okay. There, um, but let's get. But let's, I did let's want to get mention, back to you. Yeah, I did want to mention uh, some of the female wrestlers that night. Uh, earliest one probably Gremlina from the original uh, last two seasons of Glow. She's in the Virginia area, and she's always great to see at conventions. Um, and then um, I guess the toughest female wrestlers that night are probably Paige and Natalia Nightheart. Natalia Nightheart for sure, because um, she's got that Hart family uh, training and. Uh, Paige, when she was doing her uh, panel, she said she was uh, a bouncer when she was a teenager in this, uh, I guess, the UK bar. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting when you meet these uh, tough women you see on TV, and they're super nice. Man, I gotta, I gotta jump in here because you guys are talking about uh, fabulous Mula and Mae Young. You know. Um, our uh, former co-host and our uh, brother uh, Rob Papastro, uh Kellum had uh, he had just reposted a story about those two, where they went in a match, did a tag team match against a couple guys, and I guess the guys thought they were going to beat him, and um, he got them to get in on a bet that they could beat the fabulous Mula and May Young, and those guys took a whooping, and I mean. <laughs> Clearly, Papa Stro tells the story better, but it's just—it's freaking great. Those guys were like, "Yeah, how tough can they be?" And I, honestly, I think, you know, given given the time that they were coming in, breaking through, and making the way, that was—you know—they had to be stronger, harder, better, faster than their competition because. They were just trying to make a name for themselves, not right. just individually, but to be able to create their own brand. And um, there was something about that. I tell you, one of the other things I used to see with women wrestling growing up that I used to be like, holy cow, was they would grab each other's hair and throw them by their hair. They would use their hair and they would be sitting there and spinning them and let them go. Look, I grew up with the Stooges and we'd all watch Mo pull Larry's hair and he'd come away with the handfuls. I kept waiting to see that stuff for real, not done in comedy because the way they would do that. I'm like, no, you can't tell me that didn't hurt. Yeah. There is no way that didn't hurt. I've seen extensions fall out before in a match. Dude, they weren't using extensions back in the day, just saying. But <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, Todd, I think the more hair you grab, the less likely it is to hurt. The less hair you grab, the more it hurts. Granny Hulkster, as our... Uh, <laughs> As, as our as our uh, number one lady here, is that correct? If you get grabbed just a little bit of hair, it'll hurt like the Dickens. But if someone grabs a lot of your hair, it won't hurt as badly. Is that a, is that a correct well, assumption? Well, I I mean I never had really had anybody ever try to grab my hair, but I'm Sibling. sure that's probably true. <laughs> oh God, we're getting really close to changing the rating here. Uh, we're talking about wrestling, just to keep it near there, and we're talking about within the ring. 
and we got Professor, the Professor of Wrestling, Steve Logan. We're always glad to have him here. He's probably Steve. You got about ten more minutes. You can hang with us. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, give us your future predictions. What's going to happen in the next month to month and a half as we get toward Thanksgiving? Golly, it's hard to believe. We're only a we're almost two months from Thanksgiving. So what's going to happen in wrestling between now and then? What is your psychic pick? Oh. <clears throat> you put me on the spot there, John. Um, <laughs> well, I, it's good for you. Uh, Tell you what, if you need a moment uh, to think, Steve, if you need a moment to think, I know Tim figured out that that breakfast place's name. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's actually called Satterwhite. It's all one word, Satterwhite. So if you've not heard of it, um, I've never been there, but I recommend checking it out because I've been told it's like the best breakfast over there in Shore Pumps. S-A-T-T-E-R White, Satterwhite. All right, I'm going to look that up later, but... um. Uh, October 10th, there's going to be a NXT takeover, and uh, there's no card announced for that yet, but um, for uh, the venue, um, the 27th is Clash of Champions, so uh, that should be a pretty interesting uh, pay-per-view. Uh, all AEW probably doesn't have a pay-per-view until next year. Um, they got uh, recently uh, done with the one called All Out, and. Um, um, John Moxley still world champion. Um, Brody Lee is TV champion, so I'm pretty sure Moxley is going to face Lance Archer pretty soon, or Eddie Kingston, but probably Lance Archer, and uh, probably going to defeat Lance Archer and probably hold that AEW title for uh, for a while until uh, Kenny Omega challenges him. I think that's going to be his biggest threat uh, for that world title, probably in the upcoming year. Um, so, yeah, there's um, some interesting shows to come, uh, not just AEW and WWE, but uh, New Japan. Um, I think Naito recently won the uh, world title over there from uh, Evil. So uh, I'll be looking forward to, uh, I think there's going to be a tag league uh, tournament for them later in the year, and then they'll probably uh, – speed up for uh, Russell Kingdom um, next year. Uh, there's not much uh, to predict right now, but um, it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, these companies kind of develop uh, if they can get crowds back into their venues again. I know AEW recently got um, smaller, limited crowds and New Japan. Uh, obviously, the pandemic is not uh, hitting them uh, like it is here, so they're able to get uh, big audiences over there in New Japan. Um, so yeah, right now it's just Clash of Champions on the 27th, and uh, uh, NXT Takeover is on the 10th of October, and then um, there'll be uh, Hell in a Cell on November 1st. It's very serious on the 22nd, and uh, Takeover on the December 6th, and the TLC Preview on December 23rd. So. Those are like the big shows to to follow from WWE, and then um, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of content out there to uh to follow. There's Impact, and I still never get the chance to check them out, but you know they um, took a lot of uh, former WWE talents that are uh, 
uh, probably being better utilized in Impact right now, like the Good Brothers. And um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of content out there to uh, enjoy if you're not uh, a WWE fan or, or AEW fan. So um, I think uh, Finn Balor recently won the NXT title from uh, Adam Cole. So it'll be really interesting to see who challenges uh, Finn Balor for the NXT title to take over uh, in October. So those are my uh, kind of like my monthly uh, wrap-up report, two-month uh, predictions. Hey, John, I like it. Looks it. like you got, our guest has about three and a half minutes. Do you think, unless I don't, if you got anything planned, that's cool. But I thought it would be kind of cool to give him a few trivia questions. Does that sound all right? Like maybe two or three? Sure. Yeah. All right. Now, and I don't want to insult your intelligence. You know a lot more than I do, so these are probably going to be pretty easy for you. So the, fir- the first one I got okay. for you. The slam heard around the world took place at WrestleMania three when the 500-pound Andre the Giant was body slammed by which WWF superstar? Hulk Hogan, but I could probably – I'm trying to see. I know it's Hulk Hogan, but I'm trying to see who was the first one. But I know Harley Race slammed him. He just, the funny thing about that slam is that uh, Hogan's been slammed uh, plenty of times uh, from previous wrestlers. I mean, no, Andre, sorry. Forgive me for that. But uh, Andre, uh, I think Andre was slammed by Harley Race, Kamala, even Hogue Hogan before uh, that WrestleMania moment. So, but yeah, it's a very iconic moment for sure. That's a, funny you, you mentioned WrestleMania 3. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. But uh, I met Alice Cooper and Jake Roberts and got to ask them both uh, about WrestleMania 3. But you can uh, continue with your uh, trivia question. Awesome. And yeah, you're right, by the way, of course, Hulk Hogan. Uh, next one, another probably easy one here. Stone Cold Steve Austin is famous WWE wrestler. Best known for drinking what beverage? I'm not sure whether the answer is Budweiser or, or Steveweiser, but I know he has a Broken Skull IPA that he drinks right now or sells. It's, it's actually a very general. It just says beer. So you got it right there. <laughs> I think you got it, Steve. <laughs> what, what I know is every, every trivia question you ask, Steve answers with deeper, darker trivia. That is awesome. <laughs> love I, it. That's um, why he's a professor. That's right. I was, at a convention, I was at a convention earlier this year, and there was a trivia panel, and I was lucky enough to get a second place and got uh, an, a reward that I wanted a. Uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, Funko Pop. <laughs> nice. All right, I'll, I'll, I got one more, and then I'll let let it go. What is the term used when a wrestler grabs the ring ropes in an attempt to break a submission hold? Uh, rope break. Yeah, that'd be it. He's the and, professor. Uh, He's the best. If you um, if you get a chance, uh, ROH has kind of uh, returned with uh, new uh, matches, and I, I believe they're doing, like, a pure uh, pure title tournament, maybe. And uh, they've got this really interesting stipulation where you can only get three rope breaks. So uh, definitely more of a sport uh, a Ring of Honor right now. Oh, nice. I It's good to hear that they're still around. The... Uh... That that is good. It really is. Yeah, there's Steve. A, definitely interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
and I'm going to I'm going to release you because I know that you have to go do something important like make a living here at ten <laughs> o'clock. So I wanted to say thank you very much for being with us. We'll have you back in about about four weeks if we can do that and, and enjoy more time with you. Um, we've got uh, actually do what? Sorry, I said I'll get some harder questions. Okay, get some harder questions. Uh, I'll have more information about May Young. I'll have more information about uh, Mildred Burke and the fabulous Mula. We'll try to stump you on that, and uh, we'll talk about you, um, a lot of the great things. What? It's funny. Uh, I was at a. I did another trivia panel at a different convention, probably last year, and there was there wasn't any wrestling, but there was horror. So I was getting stumped on that, but I got some some right ones on that too. So yeah, we'll have to switch up the trivia maybe. You'll definitely uh, stump me. Okay, and the oh, uh, I like the uh, lady, the lady in question is Juana Barraza, and we will do a murder one two three on her. Maybe you can join us on a, on a Monday night for that. That looks super interesting, and I'll have to do some information on uh, in checking on her and see what all she did, and see if we if there are any interesting conclusions we can reach with a psychic, a paranormal investigator, a professional wrestler, and a comedian from L.A., and me. So, um, and we'll see, we'll have you as, a, as our guest that night, because I don't think any of her relatives might be around up here to be on, on the show, so we'll let you represent her. So all i got to say is thanks a lot for being with us. We always appreciate it, and go, go enjoy what you're getting ready to do, because you get paid for it. We'll see you really soon. Otherwise, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you on Sunday night on uh, Wrestling Tonight. Um, and that just so that everybody knows, uh, Wrestling Tonight is a new podcast. Um, it is specializing in wrestlers from the NAWA, the North America Wrestling Federation. Co-hosts are um, Chaz, Chaz Moretti and Papa Stro, the Maestro of Wrestling, with with uh, color commentator Steve Logan, professor the uh, Professor of Wrestling, Malcolm uh, Wildman, and uh, the amazing Velvet from Charleston. So we got a live crew, and we got uh, this Sunday night. We got Cindy Snow, uh, the former Mrs. Al Snow. We've got um, Kevin uh, Sullivan, nice. a guy I can't wait to talk to him. And uh, oh, definitely uh, sure. the love the oh, love yeah. the Army of Darkness. And I mean, we're gonna we're gonna give Kevin Sullivan all the time he wants. I'm going to tell you, he's going to be just a, a, a mass to talk to. I mean, he was truly, I will say this, when I saw him in the ring, I got the same feeling of dread that I got when the Sheik, the original Sheik, uh, I never saw him, but I saw uh, videos of him, and just you always knew something really bad was going to happen and somebody really could get hurt. And I always felt that way with Kevin Sullivan. I, I didn't feel that way quite with Stan Hansen. Uh, who was another a true bruiser or bruiser Brody, but Kevin Sullivan literally scared me to watch, and I think it'll be a lot. I, I will really enjoy talking to him, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. So uh, we'll see you in wrestling tonight. That'll be our next next time we butt heads. And thanks a lot, and uh, appreciate you being here. So uh, we'll talk to you soon, and pop culture stars yeah. will continue. So Thanks, Steve. Steve. All right. Hey, um, Thanks, Dr. John, space and break. Okay. 
And we, no, we seriously, station station break. Break. We, we missed it at that's the bottom right. of the hour. That's, that's right, because I was having too good of a time talking about Moolah. Of course, thank you very much to Brady Hicks and VOC Nation for having us on uh, Friday night, 5 p.m. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. We're always glad to be there. And uh, our sister show, Scary Cast, will be on at 11 p.m. on Friday night as well. So catch both of us again. This one was a lot of fun, especially with some of the stories from uh, Professor Wrestling, Steve Logan. And I'm, I'm going to make that name stick. I think he's a he's a great guy, and it's, it's a really, really good name for him because he's so knowledgeable, and it's great to see someone know a lot about a sport that they love and like we all do, and Granny Hulkster. And Granny Hulkster, it is now time yes. for you to shine. <laughs> I always like for you to shine. So it's oh, time wow. for you to tell us. <laughs> That's right. It's time for you to tell us one of your favorite wrestling stories, and then I would like for everyone else to tell us one of their favorite wrestling stories. And we'll, after Ladies First and Granny Hulkster, we'll go in this order. Dave, Todd, and then Tim, and then I'll, I'll come up last, and I promise it won't be the fabulous movie. Well, Granny. let's see here. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I've got tons of, of favorite stories, but uh, one that let me ask I, you this. I do you really have a Tommy Dreamer story. Well, I, I do have a Tommy Dreamer story, actually. I do have a Tommy Dreamer story. Um, this was at um, Traditional Championship Wrestling. Um, they used to run in Arkansas. Um, this was at their last show that they did November of 2013. It was called Last Stand. And Tommy Dreamer and King Shane Williams and Americos and Scott Phoenix was in an eight-man tag team match against Matt Riviera, Greg Anthony, Tim Storm, and Steve Anthony, who was known as The Empire. Well, as you know, Granny does not like the heels. I mean, never have, never will, even though everybody, even though Brady Hicks is trying to get me to turn heel, it's not going to happen, folks. So, with that being said, um, it got down to Matt Revere and Tommy Dreamer in the final parts of the match. Well, Tommy's going around and, and he's using cookie sheets on Matt, trash cans, you name it, anything he can find to use on Matt Riviera. Well, now, Granny, I've had both of my knees replaced. Now, this was before I ever had my first total knee replacement, so I had been walking with a cane. It was one of those fold-up ones, like you get by at Walmart, you fold it up, and, you know. And Anyways, I was standing up taking pictures. He just walks by and grabs the cane right out of my hand. And they're like, the announcers are like, oh, my God, he's got Granny Holster's cane, you know. And the crowd's going wild, and the guys are just laughing their heads off in the back. And he, he knocks Matt down on the floor, and he starts twisting the cane. And they're like, oh, my God, he's going down to the nether regions. <laughs> you know, and Brian Thompson, that was Matt Rhodes, by the way, Brian Thompson, he's like, Granny, what do you think you're doing? This isn't fans bring your own weapons match. And. All of a sudden, you know, Tommy walks and he starts swinging my cane. And they thought, oh, my God, he broke Granny's cane, you know. And, and he comes back and he takes the cane and he tucks the cane under Matt's tights and he pulls up on the cane and gives Matt Riviera a serious wedgie to the point 
where Matt starts hopping around like a bunny rabbit. Brings me my cane back and hands it to me by the strap. He says, Granny, he says, you might want to go get this seriously sanitized because it's really stinky. (laughs) And I still have that cane. Even today, I still have that cane. (laughs) But did you get it sanitized? I did. I, I, I did. I, I, I did. I sanitized it when I got home that night. <laughs> well, I did. Did you use Clorox like in Monster Inc. when they had something yeah, from I the was... other world come back in and they, you know, they had the whole hazmat team come in? Yeah, well, no, I, I didn't have to go to that extreme. I just used some, you know, some Clorox wipes and just kind of sanitized it the best that I could. <laughs> I was psychic. I said Clorox. I sure did. Yeah, you did. You did. You did, Dr. John. Sometimes it's easy to be psychic, Granny. You just kind of go where the conclusion leads you. Clorox is oh, about yes, the best I thing know. you can use to, sa- to sanitize anything. All right, well, thank you. That's a great story. Um, with Tommy Dreamer. He's getting some press these days. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Tommy Dreamer is going to appear on um, NAWA, North America Wrestling uh, Alliance, uh, here at some point, maybe the end of this year or first of next year. And that's why I wanted you to do a Tommy Dreamer. And, in fact, Granny, can you do you have Tommy Dreamer's number? Could we give him a call no. and see if we can get him on the show? I, I, I do not have his phone number. I, I wish I did, but I don't. Unfortunately, I don't well, have his phone number. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get that oh, from man. Tony, who's the who's the head of, N, of, of NAWA. I'll get that from him, and we'll see if we can't find and have Tommy Dreamer on the show here. In well, the next I would week love that because that that's, that would be one show that Granny definitely would love to be a part of if you get Tommy Dreamer on there. <laughs> well, I'll see yeah. if we can get Tommy man, on here. Man, he's I a, can't believe he's it. Doc, Dr. John, you're asking for numbers from Granny's Hulkster's Little Black Book? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Someone's got to have Tommy well, Dreamer's number. Hey, I, you know, no, I, I'm not that fortunate to have his number, you know, but hey, you know, Tommy Dreamer is a very good friend. I've had, I've seen him on many occasions and that's the fun thing about TCW, you know, they used to do TV tapings and to this day, they still show the old reruns down in the Little Rock, Arkansas area. And to this day, I still have people come up and ask me, hey, aren't you, aren't you that lady in that yellow shirt? Aren't you granny? Aren't you the one they call granny? And I mean, you know, it's it's amazing, guys. I mean, it, it's amazing the the people. I mean, I've had dinner with Tommy Dreamer. You know, we when we were in Tennessee for TCW at Tennessee Takeover, we all went to the Waffle House after the show, and Tommy was sitting up at the bar and up at the counter, and we were sitting in the booth next to him, and and he'd gotten the pork chop breakfast with the grits and the toast and everything. And he said, Granny, y'all still hungry? I'm getting kind of full. So he gave us his toast and his grits. I mean, I've that, had dinner with Hacksaw right. Jim Duggan. I've had dinner with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, too, you know, so. Hey, mm-hmm. Granny, I thought I'd throw something out here. The irony is your name, your Nick Gnome de Guerre is uh, Granny Hulkster. The irony is you're younger than 
the Hawkster. I am. I had some, you know, you, 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 it's kind of funny that you bring that up because I had a little boy come up at a wrestling show one time and asked me if I was Hulk Hogan's grandmother. And I said, no, baby, I'm, I'm not. I said, I'm, I'm younger than, I'm not even related to Hulk Hogan. And he says, well, where did you get the name Granny Hulkster from? So I had to tell him how I got my name. And I said, I'm not related to him at all. I'm not even his grandmother, you know, but everybody thinks it's so amazing that I've got this name and I honestly never thought that this name would stick with me like it has. I mean, my God, I've had this gimmick name for 25 plus years. I didn't think it would ever stick with me. But well, let me behold, throw this I'm... out there just real quick, Granny. Given some of the things I've been called over my lifetime, run with it because you're doing way better than I have with some of the things you've been called. Well, you know, you know, I have I've, I have a very good friend that um, is an well, he was an independent wrestler. He kind of you know hung up his boots and everything. I don't know if he'll ever get back on the sport or not. But he actually posted this on my Facebook page one day. He said, "You know, it's funny when you get a better pop." And you're more recognizable than most professional wrestlers. And he says, I'm giving you that as a compliment. Because I'm just a fan, guys. I, I'm, I've i never been a wrestler. I Even though they've threatened to throw me in the ring a few times, I, I'm, I'm not a wrestler. But, I, you know, and I'm sure, you know, the, the TV tapings of TCW, I'm sure that has helped a lot with, my gimmick name over the years because, you know, I had one shirt. My original granny shirt says, what you going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? Then I have a shirt that says Granny Hulkster Queen of TCW that I used to wear to the TCW shows, and I still have that shirt too. But that this name would ever stick with me. I mean, I thought it it would just, you know, like, oh, it would last for a while and then it just kind of gradually disappear. No. <laughs> I mean... The, the wrestlers that I know, they all call me Granny. Their spouses call me Granny. Their kids call me Granny. The fans call me Granny. I mean, I I, I asked Tim Rockwell, who is the promoter of Wrestling for a Cause, who I'm very much um, I've helped with over the years with their organization as well. And we do wrestling shows for kids that have cancer. And um, you know, I asked Tim one time. I said, Tim, I said, do you even know what my real name is? And he says, No. He says, I've only known you as Granny. And that's a lot of my wrestling friends. That's all they've ever known me by. And, you know, I just, it is what it is. But I have I have fun doing it. <laughs> I, you I know, Granny, it was really, it was really funny. Uh, last week, some, someone said to me about Lori Burton. I said, who's that? And then somebody reminded <laughs> me that. Of course, Lori I know your name. Is, yeah, Lori yeah, Burke is my so real Lori Burke is is my real name. And at one time I had my Lori Burke page and then I had a Granny Holster Facebook page. But it just got too much trying to keep up the two pages. So I just went back to Lori Burt and then I put in parentheses Granny Holster and it's all, you know, and that way I just got everything covered. But yeah, I mean no, but a, a lot of people did not know what my real name was. So, I'm still you know. hard pressed, so forgive me. But anyway, thanks. Oh, you're that, fine. That's, that's a great you're story. Fine. That, that's a great. That, that's a great story about you. The next culprit 
Dave Atwell, give us a story. Give us a wrestling story that will be memorable. Dave? Oh, man, for for all we know, you caught him being or, or in one of his dead spots in the yard. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Yes, you did. Dave Atwell, are you there? First to Dave Atwell. I was was doing a station break, refreshing my beverage and getting rid of one that I had in me. So, uh, yeah. That's okay. What is your wrestling story that you're going to share with us? This is why we don't do, uh, like, Skype. Because of the little things we do behind the scenes while the show is going okay. on. Oh, oh, speaking of Dave, you mentioned station break. We are two minutes after the hour to get us back on track. Our top of the hour station break. Well, thank, well you know, th- thank you, Tom. You're you're you're, be- you're you're better than a producer. Even though I'm supposed to be the producer, you're great. So thanks a lot to Brady Hicks and the VSC Nation for having us on Friday night, 5 p.m. Pop hey, culture uh, stars, and we, we got we had we had a great time tonight with Steve Logan, Professor Wrestling, and we got more great things coming up next week. And Granny Holster needs to be with us again; she's always fun. Now that we've done hey, our John. station break, yes. Uh, before I go, I did want to mention uh, WWE released uh, Daryl Briscoe uh, after being furloughed. I figured that was uh, big enough news to not leave out there before I go. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, wow. thanks a lot. Breaking news. Wow. Guy's been you around forever. First. You heard it first here on Pop Culture Star. I don't see how you can release <laughs> him. I don't. He's part of the fabric of exactly. this sport. Right. I, that's, like releasing, that's, that's like releasing Moolah. So I've got her name in one more time. Was, that's like releasing Moolah. You just can't do it. He was like... He was like the champion of the amateur wrestlers. Like he would sign the amateur uh, wrestlers, like Dolph Ziggler to a uh, WWE. Yeah. Well, thanks for That's letting great. us know that was that was a good uh, that was that was a good spot, Steve. We appreciate you very much. All right. Yeah. Now, me on. You're welcome. Any any time, anytime you can. All right, Dave. What what is your wrestling story? I know you've got to have one back there with your cigar and your refreshed beverage, vodka and cranberry juice. Actually, I've turned to beer. I just uh, the vodka cranberry juice just didn't get the job done, so I gone back to my old faithful. Uh, and Tim, for the record, my lovely bride is out here drinking a Tito's and Mountain Dew right now. How'd you know that? Because I saw it sitting on the counter because you didn't put it back in the oh, damn okay. fridge. That's how I saw it. Yeah, his eyes are still good enough to do that, so you're going to have to hide stuff better. <laughs> so I've I've often talked on the show about the adventures we used to take with my dad with uh, when we had that conversion van and we used to drive in Savannah when we were kids. Uh, and you know, my dad with all of his drunk Marine Corps buddies, I says, but. I never spoke a whole lot about the wrestling trips we used to take with Dale. And Dale and I have been together for, what, about a year or two, maybe? And uh, I was working 
little store that was a rural store at the time, and this area lived and died by wrestling. Uh, these folks take it as a religion out there. And uh, I worked with a couple guys that were huge fans. And uh, every Tuesday, we would get together. We would tape Raw and Nitro every Monday night. And every Tuesday, everybody would rush to get everything knocked out. And we'd sit in the break room over some chow and, and rewatch the tape. So uh, they had one of the pay-per-views coming to Charlotte. And we said, well, man, Charlotte, and back in those days, that was before you could run 40 to 85 to catch Charlotte. That was back when you used to have to take the 74, 76 all the way through, and it was pure hell getting to Charlotte. But nevertheless, oh, gosh, uh, we, yeah. rented, we rented out a 15-passenger van, and uh, like the church vans, and everybody threw a little money in, and we all went out there, and it started a habit where whenever uh, we went to Lawrence Joel there in Winston-Salem and everything. But every time we went, things happened. Uh, there was one time we got stopped at a uh, one of those uh, highway patrol stops, and we had like four patrolmen in the back of the van, and we were up front. We're like, God, what are they looking at back there, man? What are you guys, you guys, you know, you, know, you guys weren't drinking about it. You weren't rolling a doobie, were you, you know? Come to find out, one of the brothers of the guys that was going with us was showing the cops all the Ric Flair shirts that he had bought. <laughs> the damn thing. So, <laughs> yeah, we had that. We had uh, we we pulled up one day or one time, and there was a guy with a sub sandwich in his hand, this big ass sub sandwich, <clears throat> and he was doing a spot on Jeff Jarrett walk, and he had this sub in his hand. He was drunker than hell. But the lettuce and tomatoes and everything were just flying off the sandwich, but he didn't care. He was just doing the Jeff Jarrett. And uh, no matter what, there was always, I mean, I could could fill up a two-hour show just talking about the stuff that happened on those wrestling trips. But uh, since Dale is here, one of my best wrestling stories that means the most to me, yes, that one, Dale. Okay, we all remember the night when Dusty went NWO, and it messed, it messed all of us up when Dusty went NWO, because we can't have Dusty Rhodes in American Dream walking around in NWO shirt, daddy. We can't have that, brother. Uh, so everybody was kind of like, you know, down in the dumps about it. Well, somebody, and Dale, of course, was like, were you like 14 months pregnant at the time? You were very pregnant. And uh, she wasn't too tickled with the fact that all of us were liquored up, including her husband. And uh, somebody said, well, did you figure out what you're going to name the baby? And I said, well, we're going to name him Robert after my dad, but we're still up in the air about middle names. So, of course, one of my asshole friends goes, well, how about The Rock? Another one says, what about Rikishi? You know, meantime, Dale's over there going, we're not naming him after a wrestler. And uh, (laughs) the more names that got thrown around, the matter she got. And I finally hit the old, uh, hey, guys, drop it. Mama's getting upset. And somebody said, well, what about Austin? 
And I stopped and I says, wait a second. Robert Austin. That's got a ring to it. Uh, December 3rd, 1998. She went into labor. And Robert Austin Atwell came into the world. (laughs) So, uh, a couple years later, I was working with a guy who came in and handed me a little piece, a little article that was in some magazine that he had. And it was was a Jeff Foxworthy article. And it said, if you name your kid after a wrestler, you might be a redneck. <laughs> Might so, be, yes. Dave. Might be, yes. <clears throat> so my son is named after the sergeant major and the Texas rattlesnake, and uh, still damn proud of it. He's a good boy. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I can go all <laughs> night. All the, uh, but that was the big one right there, knowing that uh, we named Rob after a wrestler and. Uh, and he's a good boy. John, you and Todd, you guys ain't seen him in a while. When you guys see him, your jaw's going to go through the floor because uh, he's oh, – John, man, you'll well, get a well, cool Before, last time I seen him, he was doing a credible Bigfoot reference. And, you know, for all, for all the disbeliever that you are, I'm pretty sure that you raised a Bigfoot, Dave. Well, if you see him now, <laughs> that is indeed what he is. So, uh He's got the size of the copious body hair to match, you know, to to to, to complement it. So, uh, but yeah, Dave, we, Dave, just so that you know, now I got your Christmas present, and I'll go ahead and let the secret out. It is three glow sticks. I got them for you. Glow <laughs> sticks. Hey, you know, and I'll have to tell you some other time, John, but I actually. Looked up. I didn't look it up. I accidentally saw it. An actual case that I believed in, and it was not necessarily a Bigfoot, but it was a giant. And we've talked about giants on the show before and everything. Uh, but yeah, it was where uh, it was over there in the Middle East, and a special forces team had gone. I know the story. I concur. You know the story then. Uh, and they load this thing up on the yeah, it's and, and not to go into the long, because, I mean, we've got everybody else needs to have their piece, but uh, basically the long and short of it is that a, and Todd can help me out with the military teams on this, but whenever a team is engaged, they do, uh, they call it a tick. I know that, but I, it's, it basically an anachronism for we are being engaged. And, you know, like a cop will say shots fired. Uh, you know, when Good you're in the military, yeah, they will say tick, which means you're being being engaged by some type of opposing force. Nevertheless, this uh, uh, group of uh, uh, special forces disappeared. And, I mean, there was no radio contact, no pickup, no bodies, no nothing. They were lost. So they got another group of guys together and uh, went to this cave to go find out what was going on. Well, when they got to the mouth of the cave, uh, reportedly this eight-foot giant came out 
with long red hair and beard, had six fingers and six toes on each foot and everything, blah, 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 um, threw a spear and hit a serviceman in the chest, and this serviceman ultimately uh, passed from the injury. Uh, as soon as he threw the spear, they opened up on this thing, and they shot it to pieces. They flew two helicopters in, one to extract the team and another one to pick up the body of this seven, eight-foot thing that had thrown this spear. And uh, and that's that's the big key thing. It wasn't a, like a, a, a hand-to-hand engagement. It was an actual projectile weapon that was thrown. And they get this thing back to base. They loaded the body of this thing into a C-130 plane and flew it back. Uh, the pilot of the C-130 described the thing exactly like the special forces members did, though the pilot of the C-130 and the special forces team never met one another. So they didn't have a chance to compare notes, but they gave the exact same description of this thing. Anywho, uh, the, the, the thing was flown off on a C-130, the special forces team, uh, you know, just decompressed the next morning. They were debriefed and made to sign disclosure uh, agreements or non-disclosure yeah. agreements. Non-disclosure, yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess it was about three years later, one of the guys on that special forces said, hey, I don't give a damn, you know, to hell with it. This is. My, my good friend that died right here in front of me by some odd circumstance, and I want to know what the hell is going on. And he started talking about it. And when he did, other people started talking, and they still, everything's, you know, uh, there's no comments for the government or anything like that. But it's very interesting when you have, you know, it's not some guy scotch taping goddamn close to a tree. This is something... Uh, you know, that has some credence. We're talking. And you know, let's go with this. The now, backside now, of that, yeah. after, the, after the anomaly was picked up, get radio silence. Just saying. Right. right. Well, now, now, Dave, can you give us an approximation of where this happened? I mean, which, which country? I want to say it was Afghanistan, wasn't that Todd? I, it was I Middle concur. East. I yeah. concur, Afghanistan. Yeah, and it was all cave. And, you know, I have heard, you know, I, I've listened to several other things about these cave-dwelling <clears throat> giants. And, uh, you know, and normally the stories are coming from, again, some, you know, and I, and I don't mean this in a derogatory sense, but, I'll put it to you this way. If I walk up to you and say, hey, there's a bear out back, you can best damn well believe there's a bear out back. But then there's there's people that we know that say, hey, there's a bear out back. And you go out there, you're like, how many damn drops of acid you done tonight, man? And a lot of the stories you read. You're you're just saying consider the source. That's all you're saying. Exactly. And, uh, 
I, I if a guy should fly a C one thirty plane, I consider him a reliable source. And uh, you know, when you have the special forces guy and they all corroborate the same descriptions, uh, and they've never met, yeah. Like I said, it's not some guy scotch taping glow sticks to a tree somewhere, man. It's something that actually has some teeth. So, yeah, that was an interesting taste. I'm glad Pardon. I heard it, Todd. Now I don't feel much. No, I concur with you. I'll let that slide as my story so that we can get to Tim because we're at 17 after and we are going to be struggling to make the close. That's right. Tim, what you got? Well, now you put it, you change the topic, and now you put it back to me, and I got to spin it back. So anyone who is interested, you know, I was going, I was going to give in as well. But you know, I being one of the uh, younger folks, and probably not as many good wrestling stories. What I had done is I looked up here because you know, and I, I put my cards out on the table. All of my memories come from being a kid. I have no specific matches in mind. That's what we were talking about was our favorite wrestling points. But what what I can remember are little bits and pieces of things that I remember that really, you know, got me all excited when I was a kid. And I can remember a few um, vague memories of Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. So I decided while while uh, we were oh, yeah. up, I decided to uh, do a couple of Google searches, and I found uh, it was a tag team event, and it was the WWF, and it was Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Paul Orndorff. And I'm yes, pretty sure sir. I saw this back when I was a kid. Uh, I couldn't tell you much. I did watch a little bit of a highlight reel. Looked like Hulk Hogan ended up pinning down. Looked like there were a couple others that got involved in the ring. Uh, pretty exciting match. But, um, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there. That was one of the memorable, just, you know, in general. Those were the things that really got Dude. me, you know, sparked when I was a kid. Um, Let me tell and, you. Two, yeah, your go granny it. ain't going to dig this, but two of the best heels in the game, uh, Paul Orndorff and Rowdy Rowdy Piper, they, of course, had Cowboy Bob Orton um, in the mix, backing them up. Um, dude, let me, know, let me tell you, I'd be hard-pressed to find a, a, a more favorite heel. You know, people can talk Flair stuff like that. But, look, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff, yeah, just love those guys. What? Yeah, they were something else. They were if they were not so good as the bad guys, because Roddy Piper – was the foe that started WrestleMania. Um, Paul Orndorff coming in with him to continue the stuff. WWF would have not got to be what it was if they did not have such good anti-heroes to go against the hero. And that is why the heel is so stinking valuable, Granny. You know, know, just because I don't like the heels, I totally agree with you on that statement. I really do, because, you know, you mentioned Cowboy Bob Orton, and he was at a Legends show in Harrison, Arkansas. And, of course, he was the heel that night, of course. And he was over in the corner, and, and I was doing my thing, and all of a sudden he just stops, I mean, right in the middle of the match, 
he stomps his foot, he looks at me, he put his fist on his hips, and he starts shaking his finger at me. He says, Granny, I thought we were friends. And I said, we are. He says, then why are you booing me? I said, because you're not being a very good boy tonight, Bob. (laughs) He just literally stopped in the middle of the match. But no, I I totally agree with what you're saying there, Todd. I really do. Even though Granny does not like the heels, I totally agree with what you're saying. You got to have them. Yeah, you absolutely have to have them. You have to have them. Yeah, if the heel is not good at their craft, I mean, how good is a good guy if he don't really have much of a bad guy? If if the heel if the heel is not talking smack to the crowd and making somebody mad, they're not doing their job. That is their job, right, Granny? That is their job. That is their job to make. But but I'm saying. If they're not making somebody angry and getting somebody upset, then they're not doing the best job that they can possibly do. And I have seen some heel wrestlers that, you know, have been in that situation. Now, most of the heels that I deal with, they're very good at what they do. I mean, very good at what they do. But um, there's been some heels that if... Granny didn't talk a little smack to get them going. I mean, I had there was a couple of heels one time at different independent shows that I've that I've been at that I actually had to kind of push their button to make them a little bit madder. Yeah. <laughs> and of course nobody knew, nobody caught on. That's what I was I mean, I knew, but you know, it just that's the way it they was. Knew. That that's the way yeah, it works. Well. Let me throw this out there. We were at 23 minutes after and change. Time That's right, and we're, and we're all going to get one minute after you say this, uh, Todd. All right, yes, so Todd. minute each. Just, just threw it back to me. Get it. The, uh, look, gang, <laughs> this is, I told you before, this is my decompression thing. I appreciate the hells out of you um, because I had a moment today that uh, we were in a high-level meeting and uh, I guess in a way to relate it to Granny, you could say the heels, the folks that are um, actually inspecting us, trying to make us better, um, and we tend to look at them as a heel even though it's not strictly true. Um, high-level meeting. And the guy's like, hey, Todd, um, you guys were working on this. Uh, where are we at on that? And it occurred to me at this level meeting that uh, since it's all a teleconference, that my voice is a voice of the organization. And when that meeting was over, I felt kind of overwhelmed. So it's just, you know, if I didn't have this decompression, it wouldn't help. So um, thank you for the decompression, gang. You are welcome. All right, so I'm now going to go around the ring, and everybody gets 60 seconds. No more starting now. Dave Atwell, what have you got to say to us? What have you got to plug? Well, real quick, just uh, today when we were at work, and, uh, you know, of course now I own a pressure washing business, and that's what I'm doing. And we have a commercial contract with the uh, county schools that we're working on. And uh, today – you know, we've been working on one particular school now for about three or four weeks. And uh, 
we had on several different occasions staff come out to us and thank us for what we were doing. And, uh, you know, for a guy who came up in grocery and retail for 35 years, you never hear that. And uh, so we passed out a few cards and everything. And, of course, the name of our company is Home of the Brave, and we've got uh, the most beautiful piece of linen ever sewed together on our card and everything. And uh, the, the way these people just accepted us and were so uh, excited about, you know, the, the, what we were producing for them and everything, and just knowing that passing out those cards could lead to another couple of gigs and everything, and then we get on here at night, we talk about Godfather Cigars, and again, if you ever meet Eddie, the guy who owns the place, fantastic. We'll give you the shirt off his back. You won't get that at a corporate level. So, uh, folks, support your local businesses, your small businesses, your moms and pops, because they're trying and because uh, they don't have any other damn choice. So, uh, again, support your local business. Take care of them during this uh, monkey business we got going on. And uh, God bless this wonderful country that we can actually say that. That's it. Thank you for, thank you for two and a half minutes. <laughs> Tim, what you got? <laughs> All right. I, I did my due diligence. I started a timer, and I got 56 seconds right now, and I got three things to say. A, to Todd, I want to say, you know, I work with Todd. He does a damn good job. He does great at supporting us. Um, he has supported me in so many different ways there. I appreciate the work he does, and I'm glad to be a part of his compression on this night. Two, I also wanted to point out with the uh, Hulk and Mr. T, just a, just a funny reference, because I can also remember watching those two. Uh, uh, Hulk Hogan was a guest on the A-Team, and as a kid, that episode was awesome to watch. I loved it. Third thing I wanted to say is, uh, and I know this isn't along the lines of wrestling, but for any of those of you who watched Karate Kid as a kid, my wife and I have been watching a reboot of it called, uh, oh, Lord, it's going to skip me, uh, something Kai, Cobra Kai. And Cobra I, Kai. I like Cobra yes, Kai. And i got five seconds left, and that's all i got to say. It's a great show, and I'm done. 60 seconds, boom. All right, <laughs> wonderful. Great, great, great Hulkster, your 60 seconds Dang starts on. now. I'm good. I'm good, Dr. John. I, I'm good. So, we, we we love you. Thanks for being with us. Todd, do you have 60 seconds? Uh, glad to seconds? be here. All right. Todd, you got 60 seconds? Alibis. Uh, thank you, Tim. I'm assuming that I had already run with mine. Uh, look, group, you are the freaking best. Something uh, Diamond Dave talked on. Uh, support your local businesses. Let me tell you, it was great to walk in the local business yesterday uh, by the tacos. I uh, love you people. And, um, man, their product is something. Look, if you ain't done it, your, your local place that does real street tacos, they are elegant in their simplicity. Check them out, people. It's all yours, John. Sure. Sounds good. Hello. And I will say thanks, everybody, for being here. My favorite people are on this show. And uh, we'll be back next week with another cool guest and lots more exciting human interaction and stories on the one, the only pop culture stars. There's no other show like it on Internet radio. And thanks, yes, ma'am, Miss uh, British Lady, uh, 60 seconds. So I'll say thanks, good night, all. I'll talk to you sooner than later, everybody. And uh, have a great weekend, okay? 
Goodbye. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. All right. Take care, Bye. Take, care. Take care of your This is a sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cavi Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there, too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.